Welcome to Talk Theory. It's your host, Kiara Barnes, where I talk all things life, what makes us human, and what makes us superhuman. Sit back, relax, and join me for a chat. Hello. Welcome back for another episode. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're doing well. Folks, we're in November. That's pretty wild. Um, It's just crazy how fast time is going. You can follow me, of course, on Instagram at Kiara Barnes Official. Uh, DM me your comments, thoughts. Um, I have to say, I love hearing engagement from you folks. You're inspiring some episodes. Last week um, was definitely inspired by a listener. So shout out. Thanks for getting involved, guys. You're really helping me out. So without further ado, let's get in today's episode. Okay. Today, folks, is a little more spicy. Okay, than usual. We're we're talking about sex. We're talking about sex. <laughs> yes, I think honestly, the more we talk about things, we can debunk the taboo and hopefully help others be just informed, you know, and feel more comfortable within their bodies. And I have to tell you, if you didn't know, um uh I grew up Mormon. I am no longer Mormon, all respect to the Mormons out there, do your thing, but um, personally, um, I just didn't necessarily feel as connected with it, and that's that on that, I mean, that's a whole, you know what I mean, like, let's not even get into religion, but I'm just sharing that because um, I, it definitely held a part to why I was so sheltered around the topic of sex. And I never, to be honest, sorry if my parents are listening, but we, it's true. I mean, like we didn't really have the talk with our parents, like, or at least I didn't. Um, I kind of learned some stuff vaguely through school, but I was like too young to really grasp what any of it really was. Um, so I never had the talk with my parents and Neither did I want to because I think I had so much embarrassment around the idea of it because it was so taboo that it felt embarrassing to talk about. And at least in my experience, um, it was definitely framed that within the church that I was in that women needed to, you know, cover up, mind our behavior because we could be tempting uh, to men. And again, this is just my experience. I'm not saying this is everyone's Mormon experience, but this was just my personal experience. And that was something that I always felt very conscious of. And which in itself was already a bit uncomfortable to take in, you know, it made me have more so a relation of shame with my body rather than a positive association with my body. And I would just be very uncomfortable, you know, like even uncomfortable getting out of the shower. I, I wouldn't even look in the mirror um, because of this shame. And I didn't even know how to properly TMI, but I didn't even know how to properly use a tampon. Y'all, I didn't even know because I felt that it was, 
you know, bad because it had to do with inserting something into my body and and is that a sin? You know, like for real. Like it was so much going on for my little brain. I just couldn't. And I don't know. It was definitely a struggle and not to mention of course I would feel bad like if a boy flirted with me or sometimes not know what to do if you know I I was touched inappropriately by someone without my consent and fear that oh I would get in trouble or that it was my fault for tempting them in some way and um you know that's why I think it's really important to have these conversations and normalize them especially especially with just in the world how you know, and not that gender is any specific, but I'm just saying usually it's taught like more feminine women need to cater to the more masculine male gaze and 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 live life in that kind of way. And I think it's important to talk these things out so you don't, both parties are more understanding. And um, yeah, so needless to say, when I started growing into my adult body, and having just normal sexual feelings, I didn't know what to do with that, you know? And it's strange because I feel like men in general are taught that self-pleasure or masturbation, whatever you want to call it, is super normal for them. You know, expressing their sexual side in general is normal. It's part of their experience. But for women, it's like something to be, you know, made fun of, or it's weird, or it's gross, which doesn't even make sense because they're both human bodies. We're, you know what I'm saying? Both going through the same human feelings and experiences. So why would that actually be any different? And the truth is it's, it's not, it's just what we've been taught to normalize. So to be honest, I don't know, masturbation, I believe is actually a great way to understand yourself and your body and what makes you feel comfortable and safe. And I just think giving all of that power and decision-making to a partner before you've even had the chance to discover things on your own can lead to some situations that could potentially be putting you at risk or just an overall sense of uncomfortability, you know, between both of you. And let me also, I feel like I do this in a lot of my podcasts, but it's important because some people can take what's being said as just like fact, but I'm just saying, you know, Hello, right, coming back to let you know. I'm going to make this a character or something. Like she just pops in to give you, <laughs> to give you forewarning. This is my podcast, you know what I'm saying? This is my thoughts. So if you don't agree and you don't like what I have to say about the subject or topic or a subject or topic is a little, ooh, for you, that's okay. That's totally okay. And I still, I love you. Um, but you can feel free to exit exit on out on this episode and I'll, you know, I'll see you on the next one. It's really, it's really okay. Um, I just wanted to say that. So again, you know, you guys know I'm always speaking from my personal experiences. So what I say isn't rule. Okay. It's just how I feel. Um, I also do think that age, age does need to be addressed with this. I think mental development plays a role in your ability to process through things I mean, at the age of 15 versus the age of 18, it's it's really different mentally. Same as the ages 18 to 25, et cetera, et cetera. So keep this in mind when I'm speaking. I'm talking more to those 
adults, you know, 18 and up that are just a little more mentally mature. Um, but you know, this conversation is meant to be informative in general. Now back to masturbation. (laughs) I just think, um, I think personally I had a lot of embarrassment attached to this for a while and I felt really guilty after I felt unloved or unworthy because I thought it made me a bad person. And as I've grown older, I'm grateful that I did spend time with my body eventually. Um, and I've gone through some things in my life where I wish, I just wish I would have known more information beforehand so I could have prepared myself and even protect myself. And for example, I know what I'm about to say might be really silly, but I, um, I genuinely did not know these things because I never had these conversations with anyone. Um, and again, sex for me just had a lot of, you know, bad feelings associated with it. So there's that. But when I had my very first serious boyfriend story time, we were sexually active and just going about life, you know, as you do. And it wasn't until I actually had a conversation with one of my friends and she said, oh yeah, so, you know, we're just talking about stuff. And she was like, so what birth control are you on? And I said, what? Like, I genuinely didn't know really what she was talking about. And I know, I know that sounds crazy, but it really just didn't come up within the world of people that I was surrounded with, you know? And my boyfriend never asked me because, you know, we're both young. We don't really know what's going on. And that's really the truth of it. So she, she just goes, yeah, like, what are you taking? And I said, oh, I mean, nothing. (laughs) And she asked, okay. And well, are you using any like protection? And again, I said, no, you know, what, what am I supposed to be using something? Her eyes just got so big. I just remember just being like, oh no, have I done something? Like I just not aware. Um, and she was just like, girl, you need to use something. So she drove me immediately to Planned Parenthood and they put me on a low dose of the pill and it worked out great for me. Um, I will say shout out to Planned Parenthood. Like honestly, they made me feel so comfortable, so safe and we're just concerned about um, me taking care of me and staying healthy. Um, and that's something that I really appreciated. I've always had experiences there where it's just done with so much care. Um, and so shout out to Planned Parenthood. Shout out to uh, the employees. Y'all really are such kind people. Um, so anyway, like I was saying, I got put on a low dose of the pill and it really, it worked great. I was fine. And at the time... I was not able to tell or consult my parents about this, so I hid it from them. And look, it's not ideal, but it is a real situation. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have either been in the same situation, in the same situation, um, or, you know, lived like that at some point. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't. And I hid it from them for a long while because, again, I just, I felt guilty. I felt dirty and and really just, 
unworthy, I think. Um, and I didn't want them to think that I was this bad, evil person. But I mean, how crazy is that? That I, I just, I had no idea of any of that stuff, birth control, all, protection, any of that. And folks, we had been sexually active for a few months before I knew I should get on something like, yikes. <laughs> so, or be using some kind of protection. Like I just, I was not aware. So one, I'm just thankful that I had a friend and Planned Parenthood that helped me afford that so I could safely be active and not go through the really hard decision in case of pregnancy at that age, which I think people mistake it to be this one or the other decision. But honestly, it's just seeing people and knowing of people that have gone through. It's very painful. It's scary, traumatizing um, in general to make either of those choices. So just saying that there's a lot to be accounted for. Um, and responsible for. Uh, another thing is to make sure that you are getting tested. All right. It's important to have that communication with your partner or partners to make sure that you are healthy and protected. Most clinics everywhere, everywhere will do panels and test you. And you can even go to um, Planned Parenthood and they'll test you and it's usually a really good price uh, for those that don't have insurance and honestly truly if your partner is giving you flack or refusing to get tested please don't get involved with them that's just inconsiderate one and goes to show you how they would treat you and when you're in your most vulnerable state ideally you want to have a sense of safety and mutual respect with the person you're inviting into that space with that said hookup culture is very much alive and well well not so certain on the well aspect <laughs> most people's experiences when it comes to hookups is that it's not the best usually i mean you have to consider that generally if you're meeting people on apps or through friends or bars or parties, whatever. If you don't know someone all that well, like you've just met them, there's no real saying if sex with that person is going to be necessarily good. You can't really pre-predict that. So it makes sense that most people's experiences are just eh, kind of so-so or have left them with much to be desired. <laughs> and again, I feel like Personally, what makes sex good is just having two people genuinely interested in one another and wanting to get to know the other person and what they like. Because in doing that, you just, one, you feel, you feel so much safer and you feel cared for and that already breaks down a few barriers with the whole comfortability and overall sense of ease. So, you know, do you, of course, do you, but just disclaimer, you know, put out there that in theory, it sounds more fun, but in actuality, I feel most would agree that they probably could have done without a few hookups. So just be mindful of who you allow in your space for a plethora of reasons, but mostly to take care of you and making sure that you feel good as well. Um... Real quick, on birth control, by the way, because I touched on it earlier, 
But this is a bigger decision. So make sure you do your research. Consult with a consult with a doctor or a physician on what would make sense for you and your body. Because you have to remember it's changing stuff within you. Hormones are going in you to help rearrange and control things within your body. So that's why you really need to do your research. I've I've done the pill and I've done um, an IUD. Personally, the IUD was horrible for me. Okay, it was horrible. My hormones went out of whack. The removal process alone, honestly, was so traumatizing. I'm not trying to scare you guys, but it was, I'm just being real. It was so freaking painful. Um, and if I would have known all of that, oh my gosh, I would have not at all ever done that. Um, to be honest, I didn't even want an IUD, y'all. Like at the time, I had some other friends talking about it and how I should get one and so you know I just did I didn't even do any research and it sounds so it because it is but it was ridiculous or consult really with a doctor beforehand I just set up an appointment and had it done like uh, don't do what I did please okay and I know that this isn't everyone's experience with IUDs I'm sure there's some people out there that do have been doing just fine with theirs um but personally, I, I just did it. My body did not agree. And um, yeah, so if you're considering um, birth control, I definitely ask some questions first and just compare. Compare what each of them do, the dosing difference, just for you to be best prepared. It's your body and it's really, really important to take care of it in the best way possible. Um. And I know we touched on masturbation earlier and how it makes a difference to know what you like um, so you can begin to feel more confident in expressing that with your partner or partners. It's just communication in general is key. I know sometimes it can be difficult or feel tricky to speak up when it comes to things that you like and dislike, but it's really important to be honest with your partner. I was talking about this actually with a friend. We're chatting about how it's been weirdly normalized for women to fake it or to put on a performance for their partner because, you know, we want them to feel good and, and we don't want to hurt their feelings. But that sucks, okay? Because then we're taking away from our experience and instead of it being a balance with your partner, it's now only about one person, which at least for me, I want the other person to be involved. That's what makes it fun and enjoyable. But, um, you know, she was talking about how we should challenge that narrative and speak up. For instance, if your partner asks you, you know, have you finished and you haven't, then be honest. And this might not sound like a big deal, but there is this real aspect in the moment where you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you know, and I think that's normal. So if you do feel like you can speak up, maybe say something like, no, not yet. And then go from there and see what happens. Or if you just want to have a discussion about that topic in general or things that you desire or don't desire, definitely speak to them outside the bedroom. 
I've made the mistake of discussing things like that in the bedroom after not thinking and it just makes for them to feel mm, pretty guarded, which is fair. I mean, if you think about it, you're in a pretty vulnerable space. You know, both of your bodies are exposed to one another and you've just shared an exchange that takes some trust. So to have a conversation like this directly after while you're still in, this, in that state can feel a bit abrasive to your partner. I mean, even for me thinking if it were flipped, I don't think I would feel the best right after sex having someone give me a bunch of notes. <laughs> so perhaps give it some airtime afterwards and just bring these things up when you're both like chilling and in a space to have that conversation. Um, I think it's still possible to be kind to your partner while communicating what it is that you like and don't like. And at the end of the day, your partner can't read your mind and they're only going off what you say and don't say. And it might feel a little awkward at first, but the more you get confident in speaking openly about how you feel, the more normal it will feel. And again, if your partner gets defensive or mean when you're communica communicating these things from a kind space, that just kind of tells you a lot about that person. And it's a pretty good indicator that they're just inconsiderate and too not capable of being present with you during sex. Because if they can't hear you out for the things that make you feel safe and comfortable, then... Mm, um, and that's kind of honestly better to know now than later. Also, I will say um, a good um, adding of balance to this is also bringing up the good in what your partner does to let them know that you do enjoy certain aspects of sex and the things that you do enjoy them doing um, and communicating that to them. That, you know, this thing that you do is fun or I like this will help them know more about what you like. And I think it's good to balance the notes but <laughs> with, with uh, the positive stuff as well. So this is the theory of the week. Becoming more at home with your sexuality and body, you will create a continuous safe space within. And with that, I'll say this. You deserve to have power and choice over your own body. And that starts by discovering yourself in many different ways. Um, sex is very powerful and can be used for a lot of good when looked at through the lens of love. So... I hope that you liked today's episode. I know it's a little different, but I really do hope that it was informative and helpful. These are just things that I was thinking about, like, oh, it would have been nice to have these conversations when I was younger to know and be prepared. And I think the more we normalize these conversations, we can just help protect each other and, um, you know, stay safe. So I hope it was helpful. Um, thanks again for listening to the Talk Theory Podcast. I really appreciate you all so much. Please review and follow this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Get your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, you know. Um, <laughs> interact with me on Instagram at Kiara Barnes Official. I would really love to hear how you all felt about today's episode. And with that, I love you. Okay, bye.